Hello, my friend. Welcome to Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy. I am your hostess, and thank you so much for being here. Awaken the Extraordinary is intended to be a space for you to receive encouragement and hopefully inspiration that helps you awaken to that which is extraordinary within you so that you can start living a life that feels good for you or you continue to live a life that feels good to you. I believe that so many of us have been conditioned to accept the BS that has been fed to us by the media, by society, sometimes even our family and friends as normal. And I'm not buying any of that, okay? Like I am calling BS on that. We decide what feels good, what feels normal, what's in alignment with our personal value system. And we have all of these micro opportunities in our daily lives to start living in alignment with who we are and who we want to be. So that is what Awaken the Extraordinary is. I'm hopefully encouraging and inspiring you through stories from my own life and providing examples of how you can start living a life that feels good to you. So I'm not gonna spend any more time in the intro. Let's get going with the episode, okay? Hey there, welcome back. This is part three, which you know, of my No More Drama series. So this is the last one for now, at least in the series. I don't know that I'll ever be done talking about family stuff and how it's impacted me and what I've learned. But as far as like this little series goes, this is the last one. And it's about being the villain in someone else's story. And when I say the word villain, what I think of instantly is Maleficent. And I watched Sleeping Beauty all the time as a kid. And I remember, I think, a year or two ago, I put it on for my son. It's rated G. And I watch it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is very dark. Like, this is really disturbing. And I don't want my son to watch this. Like, I can have him watch like Jurassic World. And somehow that just doesn't feel as upsetting to me as certain parts of Sleeping Beauty. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but when I had put it on for my son, he didn't want to watch it. So I was like, that's okay. I can't believe that I used to watch it. And I can't believe that this is rated G. So (laughs) it, it just trips me out. But I think I think of Maleficent because, you know, we're familiar with the story of Sleeping Beauty and we're familiar with Maleficent and that, that she is evil. But then you have the movie Maleficent come out with Angelina Jolie, where you learn her backstory and you understand why she became the villain that she ultimately became. And when they humanize her, when they show you what she experienced and the heartbreak she experienced, you have compassion for her. You have empathy. And I feel like you realize that she wasn't always bad and that, yeah, maybe she's just misunderstood and maybe she just needs someone to show her some grace. Maybe she just needs someone who actually wants to understand her. Like maybe that'll turn things around. And 
I never saw the second one. Um, and I don't know if there's any more than those, but I really appreciated the opportunity to learn about Maleficent from a different perspective. She has always been my favorite Disney villain. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it was because I watched Sleeping Beauty all the time as a kid, but I just, I thought she was just so interesting. And so I was super stoked when they made the film and I thought it was so well done. And Angelina Jolie was just, to me, the perfect person to play her. And when I think about villains, yeah, a lot of the time they do bad stuff, but I think they're also misunderstood. And so that has kind of been the mindset that I've been in when someone paints me as the villain. And it's a role that I have been accustomed to being in, in my family with my mom. And I think it's because with my mom, I got to a certain age where I started to be more independent. I started to become more of a young woman, less of a child. And when I began having more autonomy and having a desire to have that, the relationship that I had with my mom shifted. And I th- th- I think there are certain reasons for that, some that I can share with you and some that I am choosing not to share with you. But one of the things that I realized in therapy was that a lot of my mom's behavior came from a place of unhappiness with me for doing things that she didn't like, that she didn't think I should be doing, she didn't approve of. It was not consistent with who she wanted me to be, who she wanted me to be, not who I was or not who I was learning to be, or maybe just even testing out. She had a very clear idea in her mind of who I should be and who I was. And if I deviated from that in any way, I was bad. I was wrong. And that wasn't just true for me. From my perspective, it was true for others in my family. If they did not do something that she thought they should be doing, if they did not act in a way that she thought they should be acting, she would she would give you grief about it. And I want to be clear, I loved my mother and I love my mother, but that doesn't mean I love how she treated me all the time. It doesn't mean that I love how she treated others. I love her, but I didn't always love her behavior. And it became something that I I was just accustomed to. Like I knew if I did something that she didn't like, I was the bad guy. I was I was the villain. And when I wrote a letter to her after I had my son, So I wrote it in August, I think July or August of 2018. So my son was not quite one. And I remember in the letter, one of the things that I said to her was like, who you have made me out to be in your mind is not who I am. Like, I am not, I am not like the bad guy. I am not the villain. But if that is basically how you choose to see me, that's your choice. 
it's not going to be my job to convince you that I am not who you think I am. I know who I am. I know I'm a good person. I know I have good intentions, but if you choose to cast me in this role, that's fine. I'm not going to make it my responsibility to convince you otherwise, because I probably would still be doing that. I felt like there were so many times in my life where I tried to convince her that I was not this bad person. And I also want to be clear that like, she did not always think I was bad. I don't even know if she thought I was bad, but the way she interacted with me, I really felt as though like she saw me as this awful person a lot of the time. And I was not given an opportunity to explain certain things. I was not given the benefit of the doubt. Like it was instantly like, oh, she did this or she didn't do this. And this is what it means. And basically the behaviors that I either did or did not engage in supported the narrative that she was telling herself about me being this really insensitive asshole, honestly, and someone that disrespected her, someone that that didn't treat her the way that she thought she deserved to be treated. It was just all of these things that I was always doing wrong. So it's like I was always the bad guy. And I had become accustomed to that. And when I gave her that letter, and then we talked about a year later, um, the dynamics in our relationship shifted and I was not like attacked or I was not hung up on and given the silent treatment like I had been previously, but we also didn't talk a lot about things and we didn't talk often. And so I don't know that there was a lot of opportunity from like 2019 on for her to even have an opinion on many things that were going on in my life because I also chose to not share a lot with her because I didn't want to put myself in a position where I could be attacked about something or I could be lectured about something. I just didn't want to put myself in that situation. I knew that my mom had this idea of who I was, which to me was really not who I was. And I knew that based on what little information she had, there were probably still times where she saw me as like the bad guy, but she never like communicated that to me. I think like she understood the boundaries that I had at that time. So I didn't hear any of it. I knew that, yeah, there was probably still certain things there that she didn't like, but she didn't really verbalize that to me. And I remember when my mom passed away, I remember telling my dad, I hope she knew how much I loved her. And there was a pause and he said, I'm sure she did. And I felt like crap. Not because I didn't love her, because I know, even if my dad doesn't know, my mom doesn't know, even if my sister thinks that I didn't love my mom, I know how much I love my mom and how much I loved her when she was alive. I know that I wrote that letter to her because 
I wanted an opportunity to express my feelings. And every time I tried to do that with her, I would get yelled at or I would get hung up on. So I never had that opportunity because I felt like how I felt never mattered really. And I still feel that way when it came to our relationship, how I felt about things. I don't feel like it mattered. I know I was seen as the bad guy for writing that letter. And so when I said that to my dad and he responded the way that he did, what went through my mind at that time was like, I bet she didn't really think I loved her. And that really hurts because I did love her so much. And the reason I wrote the letter is because I wanted to express how I felt. I wanted to establish boundaries because I wanted to have a relationship with her. If I didn't give a shit, I would have just disappeared. But I spent like a month writing that letter because I wanted to get everything out. I wanted her to understand like how I felt, but instead it was just seen as an attack. And, and every time the letter was brought up, like even recently, it's always been about how the letter impacted her. It's never been, I'm so sorry that you felt this way. I'm so sorry that you felt like this was the only way you could get your feelings across, get your thoughts across. It's never been about me. I was the bad person for writing the letter. And I realized that love looked a certain way to my mom. And if one did not love her in the way that she defined love, then she probably didn't feel loved. And that makes me really sad. I believe my mom, as the being that she is now, knows that I loved her and knows that I love her. But it's really sad to think that there's a very strong possibility that like, she didn't feel loved by me when she was alive because how she defined love was probably like compliance. I don't know. (laughs) I could never have these types of conversations with her. And then because I didn't love her in the way that she defined love, she felt unloved by me and therefore I was the bad guy. And it sucks. I feel like so much of what I did was misinterpreted, was misunderstood. There was never a desire to understand. And if there was, it was never expressed to me. I had some additional, I think, insight into this, like after she passed away. And when I had had that conversation with my dad, the initial conversation where, you know, I was talked to about sharing things on the podcast, my dad brought up a trip that I had taken to Sedona and he brought it up in the context of me keeping my son from my mom or them, but it was about my mom. And he said, you know, we found out about a time that you were just a few hours away and you didn't even contact us. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, when you went to Sedona and I said, oh, I said, oh, okay. I said, yes, that was a four day trip that 
My husband planned for me. My husband planned the trip to Sedona for me because every time I saw pictures of Sedona, I would start crying because it was just so beautiful. And I wanted to go there so badly. I said, so yes, my husband planned an impromptu trip. It was a four day trip. And I said, it took us one day to get out there, especially with like, oh gosh, what was, I think my son was like two years old, maybe. And I said, so it took us a day to get out there. We had two full days in Sedona and then a day to go back. And I said, we didn't have the financial ability to really go do a lot of things. And I also don't have an abundance of vacation time with the company that I work for right now. And I said, so that's why pretty much all of our trips were Southern California based. Like that's why we went to Disneyland a lot because it was an hour and a half away. It was a weekend. Like if we wanted to do a same day trip, we could do that one overnight. Like that's why everything we've done is like Southern California. I said, so yes, my husband planned this trip for me and to call you guys and make a point to come see you. That would have been basically one of my two full days in Sedona. And I said, so no, it didn't even cross my mind to contact you. And I'm not going to apologize for that. It was something nice that my husband wanted to do for me. And I deserve to spend time with just my family at some getaway. I said, if we were like an hour or so away, like that would be one thing. I said, I had two days in Sedona. You guys live like three to four hours away. That would have been an entire day. And I said, so I'm not going to apologize for that. And I realized at that point, they told themselves a story about why I didn't contact them. And it was not even remotely true. My intention was never to keep my son from my mother. Like I didn't do that maliciously. I just went to have a nice time with my family for a trip that my husband planned for me. I can understand them being disappointed, but the way they saw it was I was nearby and I intentionally did not contact them because I wanted to keep my son from my mother. And to me, like, that's like, yeah, you're instantly thinking the worst about me instead of just like, yeah, we're disappointed that we couldn't see you because yeah, you're closer now than you typically are but I'm happy you were able to get away. Like they instantly thought that I was being malicious and that hurt me. And I realized then that like so much of what I have done has been twisted or misinterpreted. And what I realized in the way that like my father chose to approach all of that with me, like with my sister getting upset because I didn't, take the initiative and contact her to, you know, coordinate my trip, even though my dad knew the dates. So then therefore she knew the dates, but I was the bad person because I didn't reach out to her. Like I didn't text her, even though she could have done all that. I was instantly the bad guy or my podcast. Like my intention was to talk shit about my family. And so I realized that I had subconsciously thought that me being the villain in my family, I thought that that would go away when my mom passed away. But then what I realized is I feel like my sister is very similar to my mom. 
And I feel like my sister has really not liked me since I was born. We have had moments where we're okay, but more often than not, as I shared in the last episode, we are either indifferent or we're just not getting along. And that's true on on both sides. And to be frank, like my tolerance for my sister now, I don't have it. Like I'm just, I'm just done. I care about her as a human being. That's it. I've just been kicked in the teeth so many times. I'm basically all gums when it comes to her. And I have no intention of getting like implants or dentures so that those can be kicked out. I'm just done. And because of our history and because of the person that I perceive her to be, I feel that the lens she sees me through is very similar to the lens that my mom saw me through. And what I also realized in that exchange with my father is that so much of my communication was with my mom. I spoke to my mom far more often than I spoke to my dad. And so if I'm communicating like 75% of the time with my mom, and then she's taking whatever I share with her and processing it through her own filter And then sharing that with my dad, the perspective that he is going to have is probably going to be one that's very similar to my mom. So I thought that when she passed away, I would actually be seen for who I am. And the worst instantly would not be thought of me. Like I would actually be given some grace and compassion and the stuff that I did or said would be taken at face value. And if it was not understood then an attempt to understand would be made because that's what I would do. And I realized that the lens that he saw me through was pretty much the same lens as my mom. So here I am being the bad guy in all of their stories. Like instantly the worst is thought about me. There's no attempt to understand my perspective. There's no attempt to go, Hey, like, maybe that's not what she meant. Like, let's, let's have a conversation with her. If this is that important, why don't we have a conversation with her? Or there was nothing to my knowledge that was said like, Hey, yeah, she could have texted you, but you could have texted her too. It was instantly like, I was, I was bad. I was wrong. I was the one who failed to meet everybody's expectations, even though those expectations weren't even communicated to me. Like I was given no grace. And it was just a very strange thing to be experiencing. The drama that I experienced with my mom, I thought would end once my mom passed away, but then it was continuing with other family members. And I did have a moment where I was like, okay, what's the common denominator in all of this? Well, it's me. But I also know that I had no malicious intent when I didn't contact my parents when I was in Sedona. I didn't know that it was the expectation of me to reach out to my sister and coordinate the visit. I didn't know that that was the expectation. No one had communicated that to me. So why am I instantly like the bad guy? Why am I the bad guy for saying things in a podcast when no one has even made an attempt to talk to me about it? Why am I the bad guy when I even like text my sister to say, hey, if you want to talk about this, fine, let's talk. And then there's no response, but I'm 
still the bad guy. I'm the bad guy for writing the letter. Like I, I was told that my therapist must be crazy for encouraging me to write that letter, but I was a bad guy. And that hurt because I feel incredibly misunderstood within my family. But something that I also realized through all of this and why I'm choosing to share this with you is we can act a certain way and you can have 10 people observing it, being a part of it. And not everyone is going to walk away with the same perspective of you, with the same experience with you. But if you have people that think similarly, they are likely going to walk away with like a similar perception, a similar experience. And if you have people that think differently than let's say that that group, their perspective is going to be completely different. And so I really like looked at myself and my behavior. And while I can understand why they might see me that way, I also know that like they're ultimately choosing that because there's no desire to actually engage in a conversation with me to understand like why I didn't contact them. Like they basically told themselves this story about why I didn't contact them when I was in Sedona and it wasn't true, but there was like never any discussion about that. There was never any discussion with me about what what the expectation was of me in terms of contacting my sister. There was never any conversation with me about my podcast and what I talk about and why I talk about certain things. Like there, there was never any of that. And I look back at just so many things in my life and instantly the worst is thought about me. And it really hurts when the people that you are supposed to be closest to act like you're a piece of shit because you know that that's not who you are. And these people that you're supposed to be close with don't get it. They see you as that big pile of shit in Jurassic Park. And you're like, that's not me. But what I also decided, you know, is that they can choose to see me however they want. And regardless of what I say or what I do, if they are hell bent on seeing me as the bad guy, whatever I do is going to support that narrative. It's going to support the story that they have been telling themselves about who I am. So if I do something nice, either for them or for someone else, there's probably going to be an ulterior motive because I can't just be kind just to be kind. There's going to be a reason. It's either, you know, because I want to get something out of it or I want to make someone look bad. If I'm not doing something and there's an opportunity to twist it and put the focus on me instead of, hey, like my sister, she had the ability to text me too. Did anyone freaking use their brain cells to like figure that out? No, it was, well, she didn't do this. So instantly it was like, your sister said you didn't do this. And it was like, well, did anybody communicate that to me? And why couldn't she have done it? Like, why am I instantly the bad guy? Because it's easier to place blame on other people than it is to actually take ownership of shit that you could be doing. And why do you want 
to make me the bad guy. I don't know. But then I also realized like, if you want me to be the villain, that is totally fine. I will be the bad guy in your story because I don't give a shit. If you want to think I am this terrible person, I know that nothing I do is going to convince you otherwise. If you have decided this is who I am, then this is who I am to you. And I am not going to use my time and my energy to convince you I'm Sleeping Beauty when you think I'm Maleficent. I'm just not. I would rather use my time and energy on people who know who I am, on people who appreciate who I am. And that's it. That's it. And so I am okay with like being an asshole in someone else's story. And I know that like, if someone like, let's say were to talk to my sister, she is going to have all of this evidence supporting the story that she has been telling herself about who I am. And I could really give a shit. Like, honestly, I'm just like, that's fine. Like, if you want me to be the bad guy, um, let me give you the address where you can send my check for playing that role. Like, I don't care. I, I used to place a lot of value on what people thought about me. And it really hurt me when people thought I was anything other than what I was. And this hurt me too. Like it, it absolutely did. But then after I got over like the emotional wave, like after that wave, like rolled into shore, I was like, I don't care because if someone is going to think the worst about me, they're kind of just tapping out of my life. And that's okay because it makes space for someone who actually wants to be there. And I hope that my dad is coming around and not seeing me as like a villain. I am a 45 year old woman. I have my own mind. I have my own thoughts, my own perspectives. I talk about my experiences. I have the right to do that. I am a 45 freaking year old woman, almost 46. He might not like everything I do. I'm post for Playboy or anything, you know, I don't know that you'd want to see me a Playboy, but it's like, I think, I think about stuff like that, you know, and I'm just like, I wonder what those people's parents think. I hope that he like respects me as an individual and as a very strong-willed, strong-minded woman. And it's okay if he doesn't, because I am who I am, regardless of whether or not like I have his approval and what he thinks about me or what my sister thinks about me. It hurts to, to be misunderstood and it hurts to be misunderstood by my family. But I also know that if they think I am someone different than who I am, that is their perspective. I know who I am better than anyone else does. And the relationships that I have with other people to me, like serve to support that I am not this, this villain. And so if I am misunderstood and if I am misunderstood by my family and if my family has chosen to classify me as the villain in their stories, they can do that because what they're telling me by doing that is that they are not worth my time and energy to convince them of anything else. Like they're just, they're just not. And I've accepted that. Like if I were to get more grief on certain things and instantly be like classified as the bad guy. Just be like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to convince you of who I am. If this is who you have told yourself that I, that I am, then that is who I am to you. And let's just accept it and move on. 
I wanted to share this with you because I feel like so many of us are people pleasers. So many of us will drive ourselves crazy trying to seek other people's approval, validation from others. Like if someone misunderstands us, misunderstands us, we'll basically come to the table with a PowerPoint presentation of why what they believe about us isn't true. And, you know, I think there are going to be those instances where, you know, you are going to be misunderstood and then you are given the opportunity to have a conversation, explain, you know, your stance or why you did what you did or why you didn't do what you didn't do. And life goes on. But I think for a lot of us, we have those people in our lives that are just convinced that we're assholes, regardless of whatever we do. And it becomes exhausting like emotionally and physically exhausting when we are constantly like trying to prove ourselves to someone who really doesn't give a shit. Like their minds are not going to be changed. We are who we are to these people. And we're basically trying in vain to convince them that we are not the people that they have made us out to be in their minds. And I think, you know, maybe it is possible to turn things around, but if you have to try that hard to convince someone that you're not who they think you are, is that something you even want to be doing? Or would you rather be spending your time and your energy on people who actually get you, who value you, who know who you are and love you for that? Because that's what I've decided. Like the people that don't get me, like they don't get me. It's just like when you have those turds, you know, like trolling people's social media accounts and leaving just incredibly rude and insensitive comments. And, you know, people will like jump on the bandwagon or you'll have the person that's like, you know, who's whoever's account it is, you know, they'll respond to the person and they'll get in the back and the forth and, or, oh my gosh, I'm jumbling my words or they'll get into a back and forth. Or this is the thing that drives me crazy. They will post a reel or some, something in response to this person, like, oh yeah, like here's me flipping up the middle finger when you like make these rude comments. And I'm just like, why are you even giving them any time, any attention, any energy? If someone is being like an asshole to you, they don't deserve it. Like if someone has made you out to be like this bad guy, or they're just being a jerk to you for no reason, like don't give them anything of yourself unless like you, you have to, like our neighbors are total jerks. And so we have to respond to something. Um, but other than that, I'm like, I'm not going to be spending a lot of time trying to convince you that I'm, I'm not a terrible neighbor. Like you've made it out in your mind that, that I am. So fine. Whenever I know you're outside, I'll just like give you a show. I'll just dance. Like yesterday I did the Macarena. I'm like, okay. Like, I'll just have some fun with it because what else am I going to do? <laughs> you know? Your time and your energy is better spent on people that get you, that understand who you are, that love you for who you are, accept you for who you are. It's better spent on those people than it is convincing other people that you are not who they have made you out to be in their mind. Because I don't think there's probably a real interest from them to be convinced otherwise. They want you to be an asshole and be an asshole in their mind and move on. Like you don't have to actually be an asshole to them. Just let them think whatever they want about you and know that that doesn't mean anything about you. That's how they see you. It's like I said, if my sister were to start a podcast episode or a podcast series, 
show, podcast show, and be like, let's shit talk about my sister. That's fine. I'm sure she has plenty to say. I'm sure she has plenty to say. Doesn't mean that it's actually true. Might be true for her, but what's true for her is, I am sure, not true for me. And it's fine. She can think whatever she wants about me. Just like my mom thought whatever she wanted about me. And I think my dad followed suit. Maybe his thoughts will change. But regardless of what he thinks about me, like I know who I am. I know that I don't have malicious intent. I know that I wasn't trying to intentionally hurt anybody. I know that I was not trying to keep my son from my mother. But the narrative that they had was that I was doing all of these things to try to hurt them. And it sounds awful, but it's like, I don't, I don't like, even if I don't like people, I don't try to hurt them because like, that's just a shitty thing to do. So I guess it doesn't sound awful, but it's just like, I don't, why? Like my energy is better used for good stuff, you know? So this episode wasn't as succinct as I would have liked for it to be, but I was really just, I was really struggling. And I think it's just because it's, while I have accepted that people in my family don't get me, while I have accepted people in my family might think that I'm an asshole, it doesn't mean that it feels good. It just means that I've accepted it and I am choosing to not use my time and my energy to convince them otherwise. It's a hard thing to talk about. Like, I think most of us want people to like us. Most of us want people to understand us or at least have a desire to understand. And it hurts when we encounter people, especially family, that don't seem to like us because then it does make us like look back and at ourselves. And I think, you know, instantly we we think like, well, what's wrong with me? And sometimes it's not what's wrong with us. Maybe it's something wrong with the other person. (laughs) Like it sounds really bitchy, but it's like, sometimes it's not about us, which feels weird because it does feel like it's about us. Right. But the way my sister perceives me it's the way she perceives me, the way my mom perceived me. It's the way that she perceived me, the way I perceive my mom and, and the experiences that I've had with her could be very different from my sister's perception. I mean, there was a lot that was very similar um, in terms of how we perceive things from our mom, but my sister is a different person. So it absolutely makes sense that she wouldn't see everything the same way. And it's all okay. As long as we don't let other people's opinions of us dictate how we feel about ourselves, it's okay. It doesn't mean that it feels good. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. But as long as you are confident with who you are, you know you're a good person. You know you're a kind person. Maybe you don't always do everything the way you want. We're human. We're going to mess up. But if people can't extend grace to you, if people don't have the ability to forgive you, if people don't have a desire to understand you when you do something that maybe isn't in alignment with who you are, or when you do something that isn't in alignment with what their expectations of you are, they don't give you an opportunity to engage in a conversation about that, then maybe they're not worth your time. And maybe they're not worth your energy, regardless of their relationship to you. People are going to think whatever they want to think about you and we can't control that. So I think the sooner that we accept that, the sooner we can carry on with like our lives and spending our time and our energy on the things that bring us joy, spending our time and energy on the people that 
get us, or if they don't get us, have a desire to be who you are. And the people that really understand you, they're going to understand you, like I said, or they're going to have a desire to understand. And it's okay if you're the villain in someone's story. That doesn't mean that that's who you are. That just means that's who you are to them. And as long as you don't place a lot of value on that, you're good. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. I hope this has helped you in some way. If it did, I would love for you to share it in your stories. I would love for you to send it to a friend. I would love for you to write a review. You can write a review on Apple. You can rate it on Apple and Spotify. If you do that, please let me know. I would like to personally thank you. And you matter. And your value is not determined by what other people think of you because some people are going to think you're an asshole and some people are going to think you're great. And as long as you know who you are, that's what matters. So my friend, stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I will talk with you soon.